Hey everyone, welcome back to the Ryan Nile Show. Today I'm sitting down with Alex Reeds. Alex's mission is to help people find a sense of belonging as an antidote to the disconnection in this heavily connected world through engaging wholehearted conversations and taking the time to talk about the issues so we can live in a more authentic and freer society. Alex does this via his podcast, Time to Talk, and his upcoming book. Alex joins me today to have a free-flowing conversation about our missions, what it's like to create an independent podcast, how we can help heal each other, and knowing what your North Star is, and how to remember your reason when things get tough. You can follow Alex on at Alex Reads, that's R-E-A-D-S, and check out his podcast, Time to Talk with Alex Reads. All the links will be in the show notes. Remember to subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share with a friend, and enjoy. Remember, you can watch the full episode on youtube.com slash Ryan Nile. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ryan Nile Show. Today I'm joined by Alex Reeds, who is a fellow podcaster. He's a journalist and a writer and many other things, but all in all he's a good human. And we, we met um, on the Dreamers Disease podcast, um, which is hosted by Alex Manzi. We had an amazing conversation, really open, flowing conversation, and we realized that we we're quite alike and we've got similar missions um so yeah we're just gonna get into that a bit today welcome to the show man thank you but you know what they say where one or more alexes get into a a space (laughs) great things are created (laughs) but yeah no thank you for having me here i appreciate it man yeah really looking forward to the conversation absolutely absolutely so let's just talk about how we're sitting (laughs) at the moment okay so i'm cross-legged like a child like a child yeah in this armchair um how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, look, when I I just popped to the to the toilet and come yeah. back and I was like, oh, you got no shoes on, and I was like, do you know what? I'm taking my shoes off too because yeah. yeah, it feels like we're at home and yeah. it's a bit more comfortable. It's playtime. It's playtime. It's yeah, playtime. you was talking about um, being in child. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm kind of big on like you know making sure that your body is being utilized to the best possible way that it can that it should be used, mm. and um, I found that. Before, when everybody's trying to make their January goals or their New Year goals, and like I wasn't moving my body, I wasn't using my body in the way that I wanted to, mm. um, and I've always been quite like active. I've always been like, so I do have those bursts of fitness kind of moments and stuff. Um, but I just came to a realization at some point last year was that I wanted to keep moving my body. My body needs to keep moving and like be and challenging itself, mm. um, which is why I kind of like invest in yoga which is why I do like quite a bit of exercise early in the morning so that my body can wake up and get yeah. itself out of the, the rut that it's been in for like the, the six hours, seven hours that we've been sleeping. Mm. Um, and I like doing things like sitting on the floor and like you know, stretching, sitting in chairs like this or sitting in chairs like that unconventional. I mean, one time I must have come, my sister came back from uni and she was like, oh, why are you sitting like that in the chair? So I was kind of upside down <laughs> like, lying in, like the, my legs were like over this over the back of it and I was just right. lying backwards I was just on my phone I was just like why not yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean not for not not like forever but apparently that's good for you though yeah. it's called inversion oh is it yeah See, uh, my know. wife knows this, the, the science behind it but it's supposed to be good for you because yeah. of the, the blood flow and stuff because yeah. we don't 
often get into those positions. Exactly. It's just like, I just felt, oh, let me just move myself to like, mm. a position that was just, that was just different. Yeah. And like gravity obviously is pulling you down. Mm. And like you, and if you kind of distort yourself a little bit, it kind of offsets certain things, I think. Yeah. I don't know what the science is behind it. I'm just <laughs> going with how, yeah, I'm just go with how I feel. Um, and that's kind of been my, my ministry lately. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you I reckon feel. that's come out because you are, you know, you're writing, you're podcasting. A lot of it is very staid, like you're, yeah, yeah, just like, at home and um, at the office working. Yeah, when working, I used working. to when I used to work in um, newsroom, um, I I kind of I hated being I hated sitting down so long, and mm. I think that there's something really unnatural about the way that we in in you know integrate or interact with life um, as kind of I want to say millennials, but then also just as humans nowadays mm. in this kind of in this time of you know when people are thinking about wellness and thinking about their bodies and things like that. But we the way we interact with life is a bit is a bit odd to me mm. sometimes. Like you know who sits down in a weird right angle position for eight hours a day? Yeah, like who does that? Yeah. Like I just feel like, and, and and expects that just to be normal. And you and then we have this really weird um, back issue. Like a um, pandemic, they want to call it, yeah. um, across the country because people aren't sitting in a posture that helps them, or they're not standing up often enough. That's right, walking yeah. often enough, and part and certain joints. Like I'm from the school of if you don't use it, you lose it, and parts of your body, like certain joints, if they're not exercised, they get rusty. It's true, you know. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, some people have compared your body to a car. <laughs> like mm. you need regular MOTs, regular checkups. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, yeah. yeah so, keep it well um, oiled. Yeah, keep the body oiled, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Put have the right cod, fuel in. Your cod level oil, have your, yeah. have your good food, um, drink water, yeah, do all yeah. that thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, trying to keep active and trying to make sure that the, the body is being pushed mm. to the extent that it needs to be pushed to. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. This is not especially... Over, Im- not overexertion, but... Mm. Sorry, I was going to say, this is especially important where people are moving more into like a freelance, uh, running their own business. Um, it, you know, you have to take care of yourself with, with things like that. Especially yeah. if you start, if you've gone from working for a corporation yeah. and then you go work for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be mindful of these Absolutely. things. I had the um, smartwatch. Mm. I had a smartwatch and it used to tell me to get up every 15, no, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Stand up. And just like stand up now. And yeah. Just stand yeah. up for like, I don't know. 30 seconds or a minute or whatever and then sit back down again and it's very weird because then you don't realise how long you've been sitting down for mm. until the watch tells you that's right. to stand up and it's funny again I find it weird yeah. that you have to have something to sit there and tell you to stand it's up mad, and you shouldn't be able to feel like I want to stand up you know what I mean well seats were made for resting really we seats. should be standing up more anyway there we go yeah. there we go if, if I was to have an office I don't think there would be any chairs to be honest well, um, I just like well chairs to sit down and do the work on unless you obviously you've got an impediment or right you know there will be conditions but i think that you know i like that these new wave offices have like standing tables Mm. and you can kind of like elevate them up a bit yeah stand up down stand up there sorry and um yeah i love that i love that Mm. i love i love to see it i love to see it definitely yeah that's why we're sitting like this (laughs) that's a very long window no it's good though i think that's gonna help people yeah so let's talk about your podcasts podcast. and the evolution of, of that because yeah. you have a podcast called Mostly Lit. Yeah, had. So had it's it. um, the Mostly Lit ended in 2019. Well, it's been put on a hiatus. Yeah. 
um yeah that was an amazing an amazing journey in itself yeah yeah, yeah for sure so for the people that don't know what is mostly Lit? oh yeah so mostly Lit is a um literature and pop culture podcast and we just got on there we had a book that we discussed like once a um once a week and we chose this book and we just like chopped it up about this book and then um there are elements of the podcast where we spoke about like film and tv and what and whatnot and um yeah it was a great kind of it was a great time it was Mm. a great time so we're doing that from 2016 to october 2019 wow yeah, so that was like a like day in, day out, not day in, day out, week in, week week out. Yeah, and um, it was a it was it was a great time. It was a great it was three time. hosts, right? Yeah, it's three hosts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were doing just like and doing just some amazing stuff. Like mm. we, um, you know, interviewed some great authors. We were on some stages. It was it was good, um, and especially at a time when podcasts in the UK were, were like. Um, becoming like, a lot more independent. Yes. A lot more, like, it was like, a weird like peak of just like loads of independent podcasts that was happening. Um, and yeah, they, they, when I look back on those times, I feel like it was like, it was really, we had some amazing summers. We had some amazing winters as well. Mm. Um, yeah. In the early stages of doing any project, like you don't realize how much time and effort you put into it and stuff and the stamina that you have to have oh, to man. go with it. Like, all the stuff that we had to, all the stuff that we had to do, like yeah. you know, recording stuff and then losing recordings, um, like corrupt files, um, coming back the next day to record it again, but we have to record it again with the same energy, or else, like, what is the show? Yep. Um, like you know, people expecting it to be out on a certain day, and then you want to have to, you want to make sure it comes out on that on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that you've got three hosts and you have to abide by that schedule, and manage and, that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it was, it was a time. Um, and then I, I think 2018, uh, October 2018, I started what my podcast, like Time to Talk now was called What Matters, right. Alex Reads. And I went on to um, create that. And then that changed in a year later to Time to Talk. Yeah. 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 So through that journey of obviously having, you know, multiple hosts, mm. Um, and then kind of going out on your own. Uh, Scary. Yeah, especially with, obviously you had the experience from um, Mostly Lit and uh, doing the whole scheduling thing. And when you do go out on your own, because it's a similar, similar yeah. story, right? Yeah. Um, then you're thinking, oh, wow. So mm-hmm. everything I've just done, I've got to do on my own now. Um, yeah. How did that come up for you? Um, it was like, a, um, I do think that these things are are like, everything that you do in life is a primer to, to the next thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Everything you do in life is, is you're being trained to do something like mm. next. So all the stuff I learned on Mostly Little, the kind of, all the time that I put into it, or what was required from a podcaster, um, the commitment level, the discipline level, it just kind of, and while a lot of this, these things were innate in me, just mm. kind of making sure that things were done on time and done properly and wanted to make sure that they were done properly, um, making mistakes and realizing that that's not how, I want to edit it or that's not how right. it should sound right. or that's not, or this isn't the transition I want to use in this. That's a technical side, right. but also um, how I speak on a podcast, yeah. the, like the kind of like the, the interaction I have on the podcast and stuff, all that stuff kind of did transfer into me when I was doing, when I started my one. And um, the only thing that became weird about it was the fact that it was me by myself. And I'm like, I have no one to bounce off of. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, I have my guests when I speak to the people one on one, like what we're doing now. But mm. um, I think when I recorded the first episode, it was just me speaking for like two to ten minutes. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I'm out here talking to myself. Why? No one's no one's kind of like steering or directing a conversation. It takes a lot more um, mindfulness to kind of think to yourself. All right, how how, I wanna, how am I going to structure this mm. episode, or am I just going to freewheel it? Or what, like, you know what I mean? And I think we pick up these techniques as we go because we find our own individual styles when we do things. Yes. But in the initial phases, I was like, I'm sitting in a room talking <laughs> to myself, <laughs> but talking to people. And I find that the most strange, the strangest thing. But It's funny when you catch yourself. I mean, the, the good thing about podcasts is uh, they're not live. So, you yeah. know, the moments that you do catch yourself yeah. and it, you, it will steal your, your train of thought. Um, I mean, if if people heard the raw files, there would be a lot of silence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on yeah, there yeah because yeah. you're just trying to think of what to say. Yeah, it is difficult. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, and then obviously you have to sit back and listen back to yourself speaking about something yeah. that you've just spoken about. So you're then talking to yourself again, and mm-hmm. you're like, and it's just a very weird situation. But um, yeah, but I love the I love the creative process of doing the podcast. Like, it you know? is, it's it's and, amazing. Yeah, and I love this the space. It's just. Um, it's how I think. It's like how I kind of clear my mind to mm. get um, get my point across, get my ideas down, you know. And uh, so I've found, not found out, but I've seen on the Myers-Briggs test, I'm an ENFP, um, which kind of makes me, th- my thinking is, um, ex- uh, my thinking is extroverted. So when I have ideas, I have to speak them out. Ah. And I'll probably come to the conclusion to myself Right, but then there's like the last ten, fifteen percent. I have to be like, oh, so X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, you know, I'm a very much an ideas person and right. a collaborator when it comes to the that element of me. Interesting. So while I'm intuitive, I have to then speak it out, but then for it to become for, for the idea to fully form. You know? Interesting. So when I'm sitting there on my <clears throat> with my yeti mic doing my yeah. like my notes to self that comes out on Fridays, I just like I've written down the ideas I've kind of like structured the episode how I want it the points I want to talk about I've got the ideas clearly but it isn't until I start speaking out that everything starts to fall in I can throw in what I want to throw in and probably Mm. make it a bit different to what's written on that you know so yeah exactly whereas I know that some people need to have it like a strict script or can kind of um, they need that structure there so yeah yeah yeah. I think it's important to find what works for you yeah you do yeah scripts don't work for me well knowing where what I'm going to say yeah. kind of works but reading word for word is just yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> reading word for word is um is tricky because like because then it's the, then it's this pressure of I've got to say every single word on this page exactly I don't know how people real. do it like teleprompters and stuff yeah. have you had to do that before A teleprompter yeah no, but I've got I downloaded that I downloaded this app this teleprompter app on my phone I've just to see it, if yeah. I could deceive if that could help with um, doing YouTube or mm. you know other things, it doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't work for me. So yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's the best I could say. But that's that's a good lesson though. Yeah, yeah. what works for everyone doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. You know, you got to find your own way mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. So notes to self, okay. which is um, your talking to yourself uh, part of your podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I listened to your latest one about grief. Yeah, and it was really powerful. Yeah, really powerful, and um, I know that was the, the kind of first one that you shared, and 
like you said, it was, it's very vulnerable. But mm. that's why, you know, we resonate because it's all about, you know, just putting yourself out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, what, what was what, what was kind of going through your mind? Because um, um, sharing that part of, as well with grief is, is quite exposing. Isn't yeah, it? as in why did I start the next to self? Or why well, no, I... like why, um, not why, what, how did you feel doing it? Oh, doing it. Is, is what I mean. I felt like in that particular episode, it was part of uh, the process or grieving my grandmother. Just like catharsis. Yeah. yeah, it was that catharsis. It was like I needed to do that in order for me to then kind of make it an additional experience for that level of loss that I'd had. Mm. Um, but I felt kind of, I did feel free. Yeah. I felt like. Um, what I had to say needed to be said. And uh, a lot of people, when they come to grief, it's something that not many people really, really talk about. In a sense. Yeah, right, yeah. We, all exp- we all have experienced it on some level or we will experience it on some level if we haven't already. And um, I remember when my grandpa I was uh, Googled like how to grieve a grandparent because... Mm. Um, while I've lost grandparents before, I was very young. So the like, you know, I was six when I lost my first grandmother. I was fourteen when I lost my first grandfather. And you know, being the age I am now, it was like it was a different experience as as, a, as an adult and obviously and as a denizen of the internet. <laughs> there's like yeah. loads of different resources out there for me to to look at. Whereas fourteen, I wasn't really. I think the time in which it was like what 2005 like I wasn't I wasn't googling like how to grieve you know no. I mean it was just it was something that happened that was just in the family you know mm. but this it was like I know that somebody out there had experienced this as well and mm. this and that's my kind of service to the people that listen or people that are going through particular things that is, sure. as well like um I would have loved to you know find like something like that you know, and there probably is something out there that that does that. But um, for my contribution to that conversation, decided that that would be good for whoever's listening. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Have you had any uh, people reach out to say, yeah, it's affected them? And yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, they really. And the thing about the, I think the really weird about podcasts, they kind of like they, there will be there will be a point where people um, publicly. Um, comment on what you've said on, mm. a, on a podcast but yeah. in an early stage they tend to dm you or they tend Correct. to yeah, they yeah. tend to throw messages at you and um yeah i've had very interesting um responses to it you know they really liked the the way that i came across the pacing um what i said how i said it and stuff and like how necessary it was for them to hear it at that time and that's the best i could possibly possibly ask for yeah because yeah. we all have the self-critic Especially when you're sharing something that's vulnerable. Yeah. And um, it's good to hear that, you know, when something isn't even, it wasn't scripted, you know, you're just telling your feelings, right? Um, and it's funny that that stuff resonates the most because it's just human, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was nervous about putting something so um, taboo in a sense, out there, because, like, not many people want to, oh, I don't want to hear about grief. I of course. You know, it's just these things that people avoid. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I would be, it would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't put this one out first. Mm. Um, it was one of the main reasons I post my notes to self on my Instagram page. Um, it, it just makes, it just made sense. 
yeah. for me to do that. Um, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's no, good. It's really good. And yeah. your just talk yeah, talk to me and talk to the audience yeah. just a bit about your podcast. Obviously yeah. it's evolved oh, yeah. from What Matters. So what now matters. yeah, it's a time to talk with Alex Reeds. Um and I've had, like over time I had quite a bit of a think about what I wanted to um bring to the space mm. and uh and why. And um my idea was that I wanted just to create a space for people to talk about things. And when I looked at the content that was on What Matters and I looked at the reason and you know when you write these plans out um like back in the day and, yeah. then, and then you start a project and it somehow it veers away from the actual projects um, or, you know <laughs> actual um objective and then I found all my old notes about what matters and kind of like what I wanted it to be and all why right. I wanted it to look like that and it was like this it's, it's veered away too much from what I wanted it to be mm. and um yeah so I went back to the drawing board sort to myself okay like I'm in a new phase of I'm in a new chapter of things um I want to kind of rename the podcast I want to create a space for people to talk about matters that they like or the issues that they like mm. that they want to talk about um and just give people and just give people that time so then I was like okay then I was writing as well so I was writing a few essays uh, just to myself and then I had a list of things and then time to talk came up I was like, hmm, time to talk. That hmm. could be something that I could be interested. Yeah. Um, so I just pitched it to a few people and they were like, yeah, this sounds great. Let's go with that. Amazing. And I uh, went with that. And um, time to talk was born out of what matters. And yeah, and I've just gone from there onwards. And like, um, you know, we, we talk about vulnerability. We talk about things that um, that don't always that we don't always get a chance to talk about. Yeah. And, or, you know, whether that be fatherhood, whether that be marriage, whether that be relationships, whether that be friendships, whether that be work, in, like uh, mental health around all of those subject areas, spirituality, mm. issues of belonging, um, connection, all of those different things. And um, I just leave it up to my guests to figure out what they want to, what they want to talk about yeah. and why. And I just, and I speak to them about, you know, those things and I take into consideration what they want to speak about. And I think it's, yeah. Um, and it's been good for me as well. I learned yeah. so much from yeah. them and so many lessons from them. Um, and the platform is about the guests I bring on, mm. you know what I mean? Like they come on and they share their story. I just literally, I just literally partake in in that in them telling it. But what's amazing about that is that it's gone back to its original intention. Because mm -hmm. I know all too well how things can, you know, you come up with an idea and it's coming from a, a pure place. Then you go to do it, and then uh, other ideas come up or other suggestions come up, and you know, for sake of momentum, sometimes you just go with it. Yeah. And then you realize, like, oh, where are we? What's what's happening here? This isn't what what we set out to do Absolutely. or what I set out to do. And then you have to bring it back to the soul, you know, because sometimes then you get to a point where it's like, well, what are we doing this for? You know, like you said, with podcasts, they're independent. So it's a lot of work that goes into it. So if a lot of work's going into it, it needs to be something that's really like firing me up, and really firing up my soul. Absolutely. Um, but also other people like guests as well. Mm. And then because ultimately that translates to, to the audience yeah. and it really brings back to, what value do I want to add? Absolutely, right? Yeah, both to both what 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 
yeah, what do I want to add, but also mm-hmm. what am I going to get from it? Because yeah. it, it really has to light you up, doesn't it? Yeah, you do. And um, like, for me, it was a thing where like I wasn't talking. I mean, there was a point in time where I wasn't talking enough. Um, and I wasn't you know, on the episodes. No, not on the episodes. Just, oh, in, just in just, general. Just in general, like I was so inhibited. I was so oh, I see. Um, insecure about things. I mean, obviously, we we all have these insecurities. We have these minor things that um, minor. We all have these things that you know that kind of make us a bit um, closed off, closed off a bit, mm. introverted a bit. You know, like hiding away from ourselves, sort of thing. We all have those elements in us, but. Um, I felt like I wasn't speaking about those problems or issues I had, or I wasn't speaking enough about anything in general. Like mm. I was just literally like to myself as you know, it's like if I don't spe- if I don't speak about it, um, I'll be safe. I'll be okay. Like right. I'll deal with it myself. You know what I mean? Mm. And then it wasn't until I sit, sat down and you know, as I said, like extroverted thinking, and then um, started talking to people and like realizing like, oh you're going through that as well <laughs> oh, okay so I'm, I'm not alone in this, I'm not alone in the world and all of this stuff and um yeah it wasn't until I was doing that that I just realized like you know me creating a space for myself to talk mm. was brilliant now what about people who want to come on and speak about what they want That's to talk right. about because you know the whole thing the whole point of a podcast is to speak yeah so yeah amazing amazing and uh, it's a human thing, right? So uh, we all go through that same thing where mm-hmm. you do just kind of like isolate as much as like yourself and, you know, th- the work that you do and like Alex Manzi and um, yeah. myself, like you're constantly pushing yourself into these spaces where uh, you're learning and you're trying to be more self-aware. Absolutely. The human instinct or the way that we've coped so far is to retreat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of a, a double-edged sword, especially when you yeah. do know the solutions. Yeah, it's I like, do. well, I know best. Yeah, right, I find I'll that be. I find that more um, in the British scene of mm. things. It's very much like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, mm, I don't want to mm. do that. I don't want to, I don't want to put myself a bit fo- a bit forward yeah. in that regard. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, um, and yeah I find that really weird if we come if we if I hate doing the comparisons but if we look if I look at contemporaries in the states mm. like they really put themselves out there like like they are their biggest PRs they so are I see, you know what I mean yeah. I just find it really like this this it's British reserve British this British reservedness mm. a bit weird but um, so I'm trying to put myself out there a lot more and it's it so weird, it's so difficult like, like people are like oh you know you need to promote yourself more you need to do all this stuff and I'm like hey like I'd rather somebody else do it. <laughs> um, B, it's just like okay, cool, but I'm I get stuck in this kind of cycle in my mind. It's like, all right, how do I do that then? What what's the best way for me to do it? Is there a strategy? Is there a strategia? Is there a what's the word procedure to mm. do it? And um, you know, just and now I just came to the point where it's like, just share what you want and just share just exactly. Like and just put yourself in the space where you can. You know, put your stuff out there as much as you exactly. can. That kind of relates to what we were saying about um, uh, like scheduling. Mm. Like your podcast comes out on a Tuesday, Tuesday and a Friday, yeah, yeah. But sometimes a Wednesday. That's like mine's on a Sunday, but sometimes on a Tuesday. <laughs> like yeah. it yeah. just depends. Like well, it's 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 difficult to it's difficult to keep on schedule, but it's it's better to be consistent. I, be, I believe with your mission. I always try and bring it back to 
okay, but what's my mission here? Is mm. my mission here to release an episode every week? Absolutely. Or is my mission here to help people be kinder to themselves and, and others? Yeah. Yeah, it's the latter. So mm. I'm not going to just put out an episode for no reason, you mm. know? So, and you was talking about releasing the the, the shackles yeah. of that and how yeah. freeing that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it becomes, um, yeah, once you kind of like take control of your own schedule and your own kind of procedure, mm. it becomes easier. And um you just say, look, it's gonna come out tomorrow <laughs> instead of today. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. and uh that's just how it's gonna have to be. And mm. I think the nature of the um the kind of podcast we do, people don't always like go straight to them like each week sometimes. No, it's exactly sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come I'm gonna listen to it on this day and mm-hmm. then oh, there's another one on top of that. And yeah. people kind of like the nature of podcasts is that they actually people stop them up sometimes and listen to them all in one go or they listen to them at particular times or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, just bank the content and put the content out as and when you can and let's kind of relieve the pressure of doing, of like feeling like, oh, it needs to come out on this day. If it doesn't, like my whole world's going to come crashing down. It's exactly. Fine. It is fine. It is fine. And like it. we were talking about <laughs> off camera as well, it's like releasing a podcast is one thing. Yeah. But it's like promoting the podcast is another thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, you've got so much, it's, Content, 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 mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, yep. Instagram, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it just doesn't stop. So yeah. releasing the shackles and just being free in your expression is very freeing. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. 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 It brings yeah. you back to your mission. It does. It does. It does. How did you find your mission? What was it? What was that? Was it? Trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably, yeah. Trial and error. Um, and I could still be in that phase of trial and error. Yeah. But um, for me, I think it was about owning owning the tools and the gifts that I've been given and so for context um I've spent all of my time in music pretty much um in my career so as a music producer I'm as a songwriter uh and that does come naturally to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. however what I realize is um I'm I'm a I'm a creator so I've done I've written for TV. I've um, had an internet startup. I've um, you know, had a music career, have a music career, mm-hmm. create podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, my One of my gifts is to take something from here and put Bring it out into in the, the world. world. Yeah. That's, that's something that I'm good at. Yeah. However, that's something that I have to actively do. That's something like separate. Something that I've, that's always been innate mm-hmm. is this having these kind of conversations and um, I, th- I just had to lean into that, you know, um, the, 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 the reason I started to lean into it more is as a music producer, you're kind of um, relying on other, others to kind of further your career because it's mm. artists. So, you know, you're writing songs, you're producing songs for, for artists and you could do that for years and not one song come out, yeah. <laughs> you know, so no one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And I did have songs come out and stuff, but it just got a bit, again, bringing it back to why am I doing this? Like, I want people to, the reason I started making music is so my boys could come over and feel like, oh, that's sick, yeah. you know? And then that that moment of me making a, a, a beat and then half an hour later, I'll get that fulfillment, then turns into mm. two years, three years, you know? So then it wasn't getting the fulfillment. So, uh, love podcasts. Yeah. Um, got again like you're saying about being primed for yeah. the next thing yeah 
I'm fluent in audio production. Yeah. So creating podcasts was like that to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wow. So I can actually have a conversation for an hour. And in another hour, I can release that conversation yeah. because I can do it so quickly. Yeah. And that was just amazing to me. Yeah. Um, and through doing that, and through um, similar, because you have uh, Mostly Lit and I have um, For The Creators. Mm-hmm. So there's creative conversations with yeah. creative types. Yeah. Um, but what I was finding is with the way I interview, it did lean more into, okay, you're a creative, but I was connecting to you as a human. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's where I need to go with yeah. this. Yeah. You know, because that's actually the part that I en- enjoy most when I'm just in the zone with a guest, um, with another fellow yeah. human. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's at for me, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew it when I sat down, actually, when I sat down and did my very first... Um, interview with mm-hmm. uh, Will Light as a he's a producer and um, he builds studios and stuff and I was I was like I could, I could do this for the rest of my life yeah. I could sit here and have these conversations for the rest of my yeah. life and so just do through through doing that and again trial and error and just realise okay so what am I doing this for bring it back what am I doing this for what do I want to do and it was to you know my experience of of, of being a man in London and kind of being a, as my best friend would say, an alternative street cat. Oh. <laughs> you know, I can, can relate to, yeah. uh, to people's or people of all types. Mm-hmm. Um, but leaning into that, leaning into you know, like growing up as a teenager in London, you're either a, a sweet boy, yeah. or a bad man. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And I was always deemed the sweet boy. Mm, yeah. Um, that was never cool. But. You know, as we grow older, yeah. people try to lean more towards being what that stereotype mm-hmm. was. And all it was was being self-aware and, you know, yeah. sensitive and having empathy for others, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and it turns out that's what we need to do in the world, especially for men. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, last year kind of took ownership of that mission and thought, no, right, I need to put my name on on the show. And... Um, that way I can't hand it off to anyone. I, I can't hand this mission yeah, to anyone same. else. Nope. <laughs> exactly, nope. right? Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's public accountability. Public accountability. Public accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I committed to, you know, to, to having these conversations mm. and to to being vulnerable and, yeah. um, you know, to explore different parts of myself. Um, so I do that via the vlog and um, with conversations like this and just like going back with that whole sweet boy, bad man thing, mm. like, I haven't spoken about that yeah. before, you know, but this is, this is something that we grew up with, especially in like yeah. early 2000s, yeah, 90s. Yeah, is, yeah. 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 The thing is, it's interesting what you say about trying to like, you know, want the world to be kinder and mm. people to be kinder and stuff. And then I think that's a beautiful mission to have because ultimately I don't think it's too big an ask. Mm. I don't think it's too big an ask to want people to be um, kinder to one another or to be kinder to themselves or to be more compassionate. It's in the themselves. name. Yeah. What are we? What do you mean? Man, we're mankind. Oh yeah, we're mankind. Yeah, we're but mankind. Are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but are, are we? we? Are we kind? Are we kind to ourselves? And that is a, that is the that is a huge that is a huge thing that we think that we're that we're losing in you know just as I said being humans today and stuff. And you know you have these small pockets of people who are um, endeavouring to kind of like bring compassion back and mm. do all of these things and. Unfortunately, it's a very small pocket. Yeah. 
because we don't see that every day, especially in London when somebody is like, you know, you get off the central line and somebody bounces you and you're just like, why are you in my face? <laughs> Everyone's you know, like, on edge. You know, so many times I've had to like, today, <laughs> um, I'm trying to send a voice note um, and I'm hearing an opera singer on the, on the, on the tunnel, on the underground. In my head, I'm thinking, why are you, why are you singing? And I'm trying to do my voice note. <laughs> but then also, like, I just had to stop doing the voice note and then, like, kind of, like, walk past her and just be mm. like, okay, cool. Like, Except. you're doing you're doing your thing. Mm. I can do my thing in a minute. Right. <laughs> like, you do your thing here and I just, you know, do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I know, a lot of the time, especially in London, there's been a very, it's been a huge thing about patience as well. Like, really sitting back and thinking to myself, if I want to um, endeavour on this mission to kind of, like, love deeper and to... Um, seek clarity and to do all of this stuff um why am i going why am i um reacting like this yeah in my in my day-to-day and Mm. we're all human we we do make mistakes and but i like i like being able to catch myself in the moment and being like why am i why is this person saying okay first of all let me just pause let me just stop doing this voice note for now Mm. and i'll get back to it and yeah it doesn't take much out of my day. It takes what? It takes a, a what? Two, three minutes of no, that exactly. moment. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, but that's that's having empathy. Yeah, that is. It's just having a bit of patience, and then it's ultimately it's perspective. And these, yeah. you know, these things do always come up. You know, you are going to get pissed off. You are going to get angry. Yeah, um, but it's about it's what you do with the anger and like and mm. you know, um, you know, not sitting in it in a, in a similar way. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, our missions are very aligned yeah um question (laughs) how do you how do you think we can help men be kinder men be kinder to who to men to to men well no to anyone to anyone actually because you know half of the world is is made up of men and if we're looking at all the madness that goes on in life usually committed by men (laughs) yeah so if we can um, help shift that, I think we can help shift the yeah. world. So how do we do that? Oh, <laughs> big question. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm just trying to think about how to say this. Do I talk about things I'm working on, or do I? It's like yeah, actually, because yeah. what, what you're what you're going into yeah. is going to be a very big part of that. Yeah. So if it's all about the book, yeah, yeah. So the book. Yeah, because I'm so I'm writing um, time to talk how men feel about love, belonging, connection. Um, it should be out next year. So, oh, Congrats! Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it will. Uh, it will. It will be out next year. Um, there was a like there was something that I was really thinking about, which um, which spoke to how we interact with boys. And how we, and then it kind of made me start thinking about my own boyhood mm. and what that meant for me becoming a kinder and gentler person and then growing into a gentleman. So you think about gentlemen, you think about all of this stuff, but are we even conditioned to be gentle boys? No. Wow. So are we then, condi- so then how do we become gentlemen? We don't <laughs> become gentlemen because when you basically kill all the vulnerability from a boy, you take out, you literally shell them, take everything out of them and leave them with anger because that's, that's masculine. Mm-hmm. Leave them with determination. Mm-hmm. Leave them with things that basically allow them to destruct. And um, 
kind of make them not want to feel be empathetic or not want to be vulnerable in the sense that they can come to somebody and say oh i'm feeling upset about x y and z or oh i'm feeling sad i'm going to cry about x y and z or do you know what i mean like take that away from them take mm. that kind of agency from them but leave all of that to women and to girls like they can feel angry they can feel upset they can feel emotional they can do all you know they can feel all of those things because they're, they're human emotions right and boys and girls feel the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if a, if a boy falls over and cuts his leg as a child he's probably gonna cry mm-hmm. so a girl falls over and cuts her leg probably gonna cry like this you know there's gonna be a thing if they feel emotionally hurt they're going to cry mm. or be upset or be like you know an emotion and be, they're gonna be emotional yeah. essentially is what i'm saying but um when boys are conditioned not to be that way um and then they grow older and we expect them to be these this, these gentlemen who are considerate and kind and x y and z you i don't where, where are you gonna find that mm. How are you going to find a man that's kind that's that's kind to somebody or kind to somebody else? Or when when adults in their life are telling them that they can't do X, Y, and Z, or they shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z, or it's or it's shameful to do X, Y, and Z, or it's or like you know, what I mean? so you're you're kind of plastering them with all of these all of these things is what it means to be a man. Mm. But at the same time, when they do become men, we are very querying of what they are doing to other men and then they the cycle repeats it goes on to the boys that they have as you know and they raise them from fathers to sons and how they raise them Literally. how they interact with their partners mm-hmm. you know male or female yeah or you know however you can however you identify like in their in their romantic relations that is what, how they interact with one another in the platonic relations that's how they interact with another because that is the conditioning that they've been given and but what I'm seeing a lot of the time is that boys go through this process well some boys go through this process of unlearning mm. a lot of things and some go through it later much later they've, when a lot of damage has been caused some yeah. go from it go through it yeah. earlier and when you know when they want to make a change etc but it's like you're undoing all of the expectation you're undoing all of the hurt you're undoing all of the all of that kind of emotional um expectancy on you Mm. and the shame and the shame and stuff you know and i just feel like so in order to answer your question how do we become kinder or how do we how do men become kinder men become kinder by how they interact with their boys because the boys will become men and and those are the men that will then have sons it's and true. daughters. Yeah, you have to and break then, the cycle. And then they will then be kinder to their sons and daughters. Mm. And, you know what I mean? And then yeah. they become fathers and mothers or whatever. So, yeah. Amazing. I think that's, I think, a very loose kind of way. That's that's how I think. Yeah, I'm, no, for I'm sure. a psychologist, so, you know. But at the same time, I think that that is the, that is the, one of the keys to mm. how we can then better be, be better men by really understanding how we interact with our boys and how the, and how our boys interact with the world. That is a very good answer. <laughs> very good. Yeah. So your, is your book then speaking to parents? Or do, at what stage are you trying to, you know, expose this, uh, yeah, so this information? The book is um, a series of conversations that I've had along the way with various different people. Um, 
about what it means to be a man, what masculinity means, mm. um, the mental health question, the mental health aspect, but from the position of not necessarily medicine, because we've had or that we've had um, a lot about the diagnosis. Right. We've had a lot about the, we've had a lot of the statistics about what happens when you know, for like you know, a set percentage of men, you know, have um, experience depression and loneliness and etc. We have we've had that everywhere. Um, the conversations I have tend to be around the vulnerability and to be around love, tend to be around those things. So it's a mixture of anecdotes and um, extended conversations that mm-hmm. I've heard of people and pulling from pop culture as well, some of the, the stories that connect them all together. Right, okay. And like making sure that, you know, that there's a well-rounded perspective as to what mm-hmm. that looks like. And kind of what we what we perceive when we say we look in the media and what we perceive from particular um, stories, see in particular films or TV shows. Or, That's very interesting. You know what I mean? So we kind of look at we look at that and how we then explore what it, what what men think about those kind of things. Mm. And like, um, yeah, I love the way you're doing that because mm. that makes it really accessible yeah. for people. Because as as much as we you know we know movies are fake and things like that, so much of the stories that are told in the experiences and yeah. the, the characters kind of seep into like the, the subconscious of of men and that then seeps into the expectancy yeah. as well you know yeah. it yeah. should be like that because one that might be the only example I've seen of a man in this kind of situation so I'm gonna therefore I need to be like yeah. like this this guy or, yeah. or whatever so I like the way you're making that accessible yeah. if that's I think yeah. it's gonna be yeah. Amazing. So, yes, that is the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. So um, you're, you're right at the start of this journey. Yeah, right at the start of this journey. Um, I've, you know, like, I like the idea of, like, documenting the writing process yes, for it. Yes, please do. Um, so there might be... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, yes, do that. <laughs> um, I like the idea of documenting it. So Document I'm, I'm, your I'm, hurt and your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the process of figuring out how I'm going to do that and in mm. what way I'm going to be able to... I'm going to do that. So... Um, and uh yeah i'm excited i just want to make sure that like you know with anything with any project that you do you want to make sure that you do a good job and mm. um yeah so hopefully we'll see it this time next year i will be back here <laughs> talking to talking you about, about the, 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 the physical thing so yeah so absolutely no that's that's gonna be really good but how are you feeling in terms of um what i'm trying to say so have you always wanted to write a book? Yeah, so I've always written and I've always wanted to write. Mm. Um, one of my main reasons I went into journalism itself was because I wanted to get better at writing, and I figured if I write every day um, in a, in a, in my job, then it would it would make sense for what I want to do, like yeah. for writing writing a book and putting that together. Um, and I did start off wanting to write fiction. Mm. But um, I think my years in journalism have kind of like primed me for nonfiction. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I'm just yeah, I'm just excited to kind of uh, see what see what comes see what comes of it. How long have you wanted that? Like, how long has this been a dream of yours? What to write a book? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I like, I've, like even when I was little, I used to just like sit there and just put to, pull together pages of things and mm. just kind of like write these stories. And um, as long as I can remember, I've always been in 
like invest in like really invested in a book um and stories and storytelling and the way that these amazing authors have done it and i always thought okay one day it might be possible that i could probably do it and um yeah it's exciting these mm. are really exciting things so like i'd say from a boy like you know from being really young and um reading stories like harry potter and thing and then writing and then going into the fan fiction sites and trying to write like a chapter um of my own kind of version of what, I've, what yeah. i wanted or um sitting there scribbling making notes of kind of like stories and characters that i wanted to like bring to life yeah and stuff you know so and then starting a podcast about starting books starting a podcast about books <laughs> and having these conversations with my friends about the kind of books that the books that changed us and the books mm. that kind of made us who we are and then delving into like um lifestyle books and books that you know, that have lessons in them and from a lot of amazing and influential people yeah yeah, like stories have kind of made up a lot of who I am. And I think they make up a lot of everybody. Like everybody's got a story, everybody's got something to say. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I think that's that's what just intrigues me the most about that's all the incredible. stuff I do is just like the, the storytelling and, and stories and kind of uncovering the, the, the amazing ones mm. and even the most unremarkable ones because everybody's got something that they need to share. Absolutely. Isn't it amazing how that's how your journey's been in terms of Very crazy. Yeah, like Very starting crazy. off with the love of, of books and then going into journalism. Like it's all kind of yeah. fed back, but then going via the podcast mm-hmm. yeah. to then for that to be about books, then for it not to be about it, yeah. time to talk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to then come back to a book about yeah. that, but even in knowing time what to, your mission is. Listen, even in time to talk, at the end of the show, I do the books that matter. Yeah, that's right. So like the people always kind of throw in their their book suggestions and mm. stuff because I do think that at the core of a lot of these things um, a lot of these ideas people either have a movie that changed their life that a song or an artist or music or something and a book mm. or something or some yeah. piece of art has changed it and my 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 vested interest is in books mm. so I'm always going to ask that question but there's always there's a movie that's always there's always it's some true. movie that's done that's that's moved people and there's always a piece of music or an album that's moved somebody. So, you know, art really does make do wonders for a lot of people. And that's why I always think it's important to to like to kind of hone in on those on those pieces of art and then just expand and see what and see what how people interpreted them. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as as humans we're driven by by stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um if you're working for a company or if you're working for yourself, you're driven by the story you're telling yourself or the story that's being told to you. Absolutely. Like you yeah. have to, that's, that's how we, this is how we function, right? So whether it's a book, a song or a movie or something, a story that's, that really resonates with you, that can really change your life, you know? Um, but you said something really poignant there about books that matter. What books matter to you at the moment? Oh, okay. So what books matter to me at the moment? The books that matter to me are the ones that, um, that center on the truth, mm. on what the truth is, um, to the author or to the situation that they're writing okay. about. Yeah. Um, so I just finished. I just finished Five AM Club by Robin Sharma. Yeah. Um, and did you read it or did you listen to it? Listened. I listened to it. Yeah. I listened That's to what it. I do. Yeah, I listened to it because um, it helped me when I did get up at when I do get up at those times mm. to um, 
so while I'm doing other things, I can actually have it on and then like you know, continuously be present for the for what I'm consuming. Yes. Um, and I always and I've always seen audiobooks as reading as like as reading myself because you know like if you don't, then I'm thinking it alienates um, a lot of people who can't necessarily who don't have access to physical books. Yeah. Who just can't necessarily you know what I mean like what about so, there's, there's there's a whole lot of people that can't physically get to a book or physically read. So that's right. Yeah. The audiobooks are amazing tools for for consuming information especially if um if the if the topics are quite dense as well mm, yeah mm. um but yeah but yeah i was using yeah using the audiobook yeah i find them so powerful yeah from yeah i mean i spoke about this on my on my latest uh, vlog just yeah. about discovering about dyspraxia and yeah, dyslexia yeah. and adhd and all this stuff yeah. but if i do sit down to read a book um i can sit down and read a physical book if i'm in transit so I have to be doing something that like my body has to be doing something else mm. to focus. Mm. But if I'm if I sit down at home and start reading a book, I think you take the time to to read. Yeah. Like you sit like you sit down like this and you, yeah, you can't do that. No, no, I, I, I could do the action of doing it, but my mind's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so audio books have been amazing for that. But thinking about it, before we could read a book, read books were read to us. Yeah. So we're actually geared to listen to stories. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I know there's a stigma about oh, audiobooks aren't real books. Uh, you know, they need to be, you know, you need to have the physical, but we're geared to hear stories. So it's, it, there's something about it that kind of gets into you and you can do other things as well. Yeah. You know, it's really it's, powerful. Yeah, it's usually like good for the commute. Um, mm. It's good for just when you're doing, for me, when I'm doing monotonous tasks. Yeah, oh, yes. So. Washing up. Washing up. Um, ironing. I hate ironing. <laughs> um, cooking to to an extent, I love cooking, mm. but it's just like, but I like having you know something in the background because yeah. obviously it's company keeping as well. Like it's just true. Like it onto speakers, and then you just like you're just listening to either a podcast or an audiobook and it's just it's calm. It's a very yeah. good point. Yeah, and even then, even to help sleep as well. Sometimes, mm. like it's just nice to just kind of like whack, whack the book on. You're know, like, okay, cool. Just gonna have that on for 10 minutes mm. and then just kind of like put myself into some downtime and just like listen to this content. Um, but yeah, I love doing all like, I think if you, everyone's like, oh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer like physical reading, audiobooks, Kindle, whatever? Mm. I'm like, I like all of them, man. <laughs> I've even come to the point where I'm reading, I'm reading the physical book or the Kindle, but with the audiobook playing as well. So I'm reading as I go. And I feel like there's like, I, I like doing these random brain experiments. Mm. So I sometimes put it on a high speed and try and read along with it just to see if I see if my reading speed interesting in, increases over okay. time, um, and if I'm still retaining the information. Because, yeah, has it worked? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm retaining the information. Mm. I don't know about the speed, but I'm right. retaining the information as like as fast as it's going. Maybe but, something um, to do with know, actually like interesting. looking at something, like doing it's like a cross reference. Yeah, because I found where any podcast I listen to, if I re-listen to it, it takes me back to where I first heard it it's incredible and it's just like because I've because my eyes have recorded whatever I'm seeing at mm. the time and I've listened to something mm. it's like it triggers off a memory funny yeah. enough yeah 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 yeah. so maybe that's something we can like look into yeah it's a sensory yeah. thing like yeah. I like to remember yeah remember where I had a particular thing and I'm like oh I was on the way to X, Y and Z yeah. and I was doing and I was thinking this and then this came up and, and then that's kind of like you know, it helps with the memory and where you've been and kind of transporting yourself right there. Mm. Man, audio is like fantastic tool, man. Fantastic, fantastic tool. tool, yeah. Fantastic tool. 
so with that, I mean, obviously you're a podcaster. You have to make an audio book, right? <laughs> you got the voice for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there'll be an audio component. Yeah. yeah um, so that'd be amazing. Mm, that will, will be. be amazing to do. Oh, God. I mean, I've done like... <laughs> so um, I'm giving you more tasks. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> more overwhelm. Yeah. No, because I did... Um, um, I contributed an essay to um, Safe on Black Men Reclaiming Space, um, edited by Derek Owusu. Okay. So one of the guys that was on Mostly Lit with us as well. Mm. Um, and he, you know, got a group of like black um, male writers together, British male writers, to kind of document the male experience in Britain. Mm. Um, and um, we had to do the audio for it and like sit in there and just reading out my my um, my essay really weird but i really enjoyed it oh, because because then because you usually sit there and you're like oh this is why oh you like i um because it's done considerably after the the, book, the book's been put together right it's like sitting back there with the text in front of you you're like oh my god did i write this what? Mm. and i'm reading it out again and you've got to animate it in a way that's right. different because now it becomes and it becomes a an exercise in performance you have to perform the the piece that's there now so yeah like Interesting. I do love that process because um, it's the same in music. So, you, you know, you're tied to something and you're so within it. You know, every single crevice of this creation that you're making and um, then it goes out. And it's almost like a freeing, like that's out now. And when you come back to it, you can, I've, like, with music, I'm like, I, that's the first time I hear it, how, how other people would have heard it. You know, so it's similar to your essay. Mm. You're like, oh, wow, did it? did I write this? Cause it's just like, you've, you've freed yourself from that. Cause it's yeah. been some time yeah. away from it. And it's, it's now part of the ether. It's part of culture mm. and you contribute to that. So yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Want yeah. to ask, um, just some quick fire okay. questions. What three things are you challenged with right now? And what three things are helping Okay, what three what three things am I challenged with, yeah. and what three things are helping helping with, with those challenges? The three things I'm challenged with at the moment here are, are trust in the process. Mm. Um, the second thing I'm challenged with is hmm, self confidence, and the third thing would be. Um, self-belief mm. so how, how am I dealing with that yeah how am I dealing with like, yeah what things how, are helping yeah, me with what things are helping me with trusting the process are the people I have around me so people like you who are continuously encouraging um, my friends and everybody else who are continuously encouraging me to say alright like you go in like it's it's like none of this is whatever like it's not um you know, these things are temporary or whenever you go through a, a rough or like a rut or something. Yes. Like, um, um, you know, helping, helping remind me that, you know, that there's more to come and there's more things that will come and, and stuff. Um, self-confidence is the journaling. Mm-hmm. Helps me get through that because I can then reflect on other parts of the journal and yeah. just, and go back and see oh I wrote that then this is something I've been here before how did I get out of that right. like um, what am I going to do to, in order to build myself up and um, 
be the person that you know I want to be. Mm. Be the person that I that I know I can be, and you know, um, and self belief. Like I pray, I pray every morning. I love that because a lot of a lot of stuff is just not in my control. Mm-hmm. It's just really not in my control. What I'm, there's some, I sit down and I think to myself, like you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to kind of like fulfill yourself, um, and you know, from inwards, outwards, mm. right? And if that inward is not strong enough, everything else will crumble around because it's the it's the core foundation to you. It's how you operate and how you move in the world. Um, so when you, you know, when people say no to you regards to opportunity or um, or perceived opportunity or when people don't give you responses or answers that you want mm. or whatnot, you have to believe that it's not necessarily about you. Yes. It could be a whole multitude of things that are happening. And it usually is. <laughs> so you, yeah, so, therefore you, so you've got to believe in what you're doing you gotta mm. believe in who you are you gotta believe in the way you operate in the world and those kind of those three work together the trust they do that's what the, i was gonna say yeah, the yeah. trust in the process yeah the self-confidence the self-belief they work together because they then like help me kind of like operate in mm. the way that i want to operate you know, help Absolutely. me help me do what i have to do um and so i yeah, simultaneously struggle with them but I know what I need to do in order for me to help yeah, them. Yeah, um, that's that's so powerful. That's yeah. so powerful, and I that's love right. that you have found different like mechanisms to mm. to to help with that, and they are all intrinsically linked. And what what um what that triggered for me is a memory of um, having lots of interviews with my production partner in music, and um, we were we were always asked, "Oh, who are your inspirations?" And there was one time where he kind of just sat back and he actually said, no, we are inspiration. Because it was at a point where you look back and you're like, no, actually, I've done a lot. Mm. I've done a lot. If you you go back and and check it, I've done a lot. And actually, I can look back at my own journey and be inspired by that. Mm -hmm. So when you were saying about trust the process, self-confidence and self-belief, that's all, you know, from from what I'm from what I'm hearing and from what I know as well, you know you can trust your well, not even just trust your own journey, but be inspired by yeah. by you and, and what you've done so f- yeah. so far and how you've how you've coped you know, not coped but how you've um you know made it to where you are absolutely and you know what and it's so it's just so difficult sometimes you know because you never actually see how far you've come mm. um until people tell you yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you can say that to me and I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's not until I sit back and reflect and be like, actually in 2000 and X, Y, and Z, that it was like that like in 1990 something, I was doing this, like, look at where I am now. Or, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I'm really trying to do more by taking stock of mm. what I've achieved, yeah, what I've failed at and learning through those processes, mm. you know? Um, and, I know that humans are complex, so it might be next week that I'm that I'm just like I haven't done anything, that's great, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? But um, that just has that just has to be a part of my story, and that's just a part of the, the truth that, I, that I'm moving with. There's just some days where I'm going to be like, this was this was like a crap day. This is something that 
like I'm not good at any of this and there's going to be blockages especially in the creating process where mm. you're like everything I'm creating is nonsense I just don't want to do it like it's it's long but again it's the trust of the process it's having the self-belief it's having the self-confidence to come back and say right I can believe I believe I can do x y and z now and sometimes you have to take a step back from all of it mm. and when I get into that into those spaces I just take a step back and probably go to sleep or figure out or, or just distract myself with something completely yeah. different yeah because like otherwise i'm just gonna get caught up in definitely get caught up in the project and get caught up in doing entangling myself in all of this yeah, stuff yeah. And, and burning myself out and i just figured like no like i probably will go to my friends and complain about what x y and z is happening They'll probably tell me to shut up and sort myself out. Mm. I'll probably go to bed vex and wake up the next morning, like, <laughs> all right, cool, it's a new day. It's a Absolutely. New thing, you know, so. But it's, it's amazing what power um, uh, is, is utilized when you do commit to just being present with that. So, you know, <clears throat> things aren't always great. And we do try to, as humans, just try to shy away from these things where it doesn't feel so great. So it's like, no, I'm not really going to deal with that. I'm not going to address it. But, you know, you're committed to your truth. And by being in that emotion, mm. as shit as it feels sometimes, um, there's there's lessons there, there's jewels there, there's gems there. And you do have to kind of swim around in it to to find them, mm. you know, and it does help. It's like mm. usually, you know, you, you go, you have breakdowns and you have breakthroughs. And... Um, but you can't have one without the other <laughs> kind of thing. And um, it's all useful if you are committed to being authentic mm-hmm. and being in your truth. So I, I just find that so powerful. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Mm. I find that so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well done to you, man. Well done to you. So oh, I lost the train of thought I was going to say for the next question, but what does the next year look look like for you then in terms of do, do you know what to expect with this with, with yeah. writing a book um, I don't know I think for me the, the stuff that I've kind of put down for my kind of like my, my vision or whatever um, I think understanding that you can kind of like have all these plans for the year and like, like yeah. God will literally say, ha! <laughs> <laughs> you say that, isn't it? Life will laugh at your plans. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you're doing now? Come this way. And sort of thing. But, so um, true. No, it's more, um, I just try to just, I, I have the overall idea so that mm. 2020, my big thing was health and about my own, my health. And um, like, so each week has to have a, a component that focuses on my health whether that means the gym mm. whether that means time to rest um whether that means making sure that i'm eating well or whatnot and social health like making sure that i'm speaking to my like friends and making sure that i'm connecting with my family as often as i can because then because i've in previous years it's been about the work mm. the work has been the center of the and while the work is important you can't do the work if your body and your mind aren't functioning right. You Correct. Know? And, you know, if you're not looking after yourself, the work can't be created. So Life inspires. So, yeah. So those are the, um, those are, that's kind of like what my year looks like. But from each week to week, I've got to make sure that there's a, there's a structure there that allows me, allows for that. I love week. that. Because 
Otherwise, it's just uh, it's just a it's just a thing. It's just a big grand thing that for the year everybody sits down and says, "2020, I'm going to do this," and they yeah. and they run out and they do that, 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 that. Then they burn out by March, and That's then right, it becomes yeah. a thing. And then it becomes well, I can't wholeheartedly sit here and say that I wanted health to be my overarching theme, and then I'm burning out in March before spring comes. No, exactly. Because so, <laughs> they're going for the achievement rather than the commitment. Exactly. I love and, I love what you what you yeah, said. There. And it's yeah. a long term thing. Like mm. these are long term things. And it's just kind of just like small little habits day by day kind of like build up the, you know, the process for like a long-term foundation of these habits. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And like, like what you're saying, th- those commitments would sound counterintuitive to someone who's highly, um, highly ambitious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the more you do these things, you realize that uh, by being counterintuitive, by, you know, if you are getting stressed out or going to sleep, you know, by going to see a friend, by doing something that isn't the thing actually helps the thing. Yeah. It's so weird, but it does. Yeah. And those commitments that you've had, uh, that you stated for this year, I think that's, that's the right way of, of looking at it. These are new habits that I'm going to add this year. And yeah. because of that, all these things will happen and, you know, you control the controllables yeah. and you can only control your habits, right? I'm the kind of guy, I never get anything right on the first go. Same. Never. Ever yeah. in the history of me. <laughs> um, Have you got your driver's license? I do. I How got, many I, times? I got that right on the first car. Oh, is it? It yeah. took me five. But also, but also when I got when I got the car, yeah. which was like a three years later, the car had numerous bumps and scrapes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you know, that that being said, you getting this right on the first go doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're a good driver. Mm. You have to practice all that. So on the first few times of actually getting into the car, car scrape up like the hubcaps lean up and <laughs> like cracked and all this stuff had to change that fixed tire all that stuff mm. because yes I had the license but did I have the experience I had right. nothing there like so interesting yeah of all things I did get that the fight the first time and that was that was, that's a story for another time I'll tell you often. but like get, get, getting that license mad thing yeah. But anyway, like I never do. I never, <laughs> uh, aside from that, getting things right on the first time, like like you know, making sure that I have a consistent gym routine. Mm. I try to I try to just like overextend myself last year, the year before, and because those are what I thought was what it was supposed to be. Right. But also listening to my body to say, this week, take it easy, or you can still do the exercise, but just be mindful of what kind of exercises you're doing. Um. For me, I'm like as long as I'm moving, as long mm. as I'm getting myself into the into that kind of headspace, and you know, slowly building. I like none of this needs to be rushed. None of this needs to. No. None of this needs to needs for me to be this way by the end of the year because it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Nor is it. Nor is it sustainable. So, my thing is, I want to, you know, like ex- exercise extends life. So, you know, I want to be able to make it a a way of it, a way of life. Mm. So, um, I want to be able to just do it bit by bit. And continue doing it bit by bit, and then bit by bit becomes, you know, another layer. It's all habits. Layer, another layer, and it becomes a habit. It's all habits. So, yeah, man. It's all yeah. your inputs. Yeah. That's my overall, my overarching theme. It's just like I love the, little, the little steps to those to it. It's funny that that's kind of like a, a writing term as well, like well, an overarching theme. Overarching but that's that's yeah. it's kind of been the theme here as well. Is you know whether it's uh, exercise or writing or just the way you're looking at your life mm. it's about remembering why you're doing it mm-hmm. you know um just with regards to what you're saying about listening to your bodies so <clears throat> i committed to doing 
365 days of yeah. this, this, this yoga You inspired practice. me. To, uh, I wrote on my notebook, three, six, um, Yoga 365. I ain't doing no Yoga 365. <laughs> I don't know what I was no, doing. But, with, <laughs> don't know but with that, you know, I haven't done it every day. Mm-hmm. Like the last two weeks, I haven't done it at all because I was getting so, so good at it compared to how I started. I started to overdo it. So I ended up injuring my back. So now I've had to listen to my body and be like, just chill. Body always wins. Body. Every time. <laughs> body always wins. The mind exactly. may tell you one thing, but who is in control? Absolutely. Exactly. So the mind then says, well, I committed to 365 days. Ego. But what, what did I want to do initially? I wanted to bring this habit in. Mm-hmm. I've brought the habit in. You know, now I listen to my body and, you know, just keep it going yeah. um, when, I'm, when I'm better. Because mm-hmm. I could just risk doing further damage yeah. and yeah it's not it's not worth it for yeah. for for what to post up on my instagram yeah like no. what's that for yeah no. do you know what i mean so yeah that's 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 definitely what i'm getting from uh from this conversation i hope other people uh would have got that too it's about yeah. really know know why you're doing it and obviously going into your your new chapter of your life I'm not doing it on purpose. He's just full of puns. I'm not doing it on purpose. Oh. I do say that a lot. New chapter. What are we going to say? We're going to turn the page. You know. As you're turning I'm the page in your new I'm, chapter. I'm an like. open book. Come on, get them all out. Get, get them, them all, all out. out. Ryan. Get them all out. Um, it is important to know, you know, what's going to bring you back. Yeah. Um, what's going to ground you. and Because it is going to be tough. You're going to have the ups and downs. And um, you know what your mission is. You know, so that's... Um, that's amazing. That's really yeah. powerful. Thank you. Yeah, man. And I wish you all the best over the the next however long it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but also no pressure with that as well because mm-hmm. you know what the mission is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much yeah, for having man. me on here and taking up your space and your time. You know. Listen, <laughs> it's time yeah. well spent. Yeah, man. Time well spent, and I'm absolutely. I'm sure this ain't going to be the the, the last time. Oh, absolutely. Like we've we've both got lots of ideas of yes. how we want to. Um, you know, extend this space, mm-hmm. uh, your space, my space, um, myspace.com. <laughs> I'm not trying, I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's going to be more yeah. for sure. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're more powerful together Amazing. than we are separate. So. Amazing. All good, man. Where can That's people, um, Follow, follow you on Instagram uh, on Instagram podcast. you know so podcast is time to talk with Alex Reeves that's on every available podcast platform that you could think of um, unless you live on the moon I don't know <laughs> I don't know where you I don't, I don't know how you could get podcasts up there but um, on Instagram I'm at Alex Reeds um, and it's R-E-A-D R-E-A-D-S as yep. in Reeds um, Twitter it's at T-T talk pod um yeah, and you keep up with the podcast there and stuff and yeah and that's pretty much pretty much where you'll find me and your website website is alexreads.co.uk thank you cool. for, for all of the inbound for, for everything for <laughs> everything. messages you're gonna get <laughs> yeah for everything um yeah everything's there like i've got notes to sell from there yeah i've got quite a few things that's going on there so you want to go to the website that's where everything is to connect you to other places but perfect yeah alexreads.co.uk wicked man thank thanks you. so much for coming on uh, thank you man it's been amazing yeah. appreciate it dog yeah <laughs> remember to subscribe rate and review this podcast share with a friend remember you can watch the full episode on youtube.com slash ryan nile